At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 653rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Welcome to 2022, and wow, What a couple of tumultuous years we have had. Given what is going on in the world, I really want to encourage you to take on a New Year's resolution and get your garden growing. I have said for over two decades that we have a broken food system, and it showed up in spades last year with shortages of food and toilet paper, did not see that one coming, caused by a breakdown of the supply chain, the domino effect of a megastorm in the southern U.S., and the pandemic. Other issues with our food system are polluted food from pesticide and herbicides, nutrition deficiencies, and the environmental impact of shipping food, in some cases, halfway around the world. I wish I could say that we are done with food system challenges, but I fear that we are just at the beginning. The good news, and what I've been preaching about for decades, is that we can do something about it. We can grow our own. I believe that growing food close to where we live is the, with a capital T, solution to our global food challenges. It is really quite simple. You just have to understand the gardening rules in your area. Here at Urban Farm U, we are dedicated to bringing the deepest level of education to you through our Urban Farm podcast, monthly seed and gardening chats, free classes, and paid courses, all designed to help you understand the gardening rules in your area. I want to do a big shout out and thank you for being here because you are listening. I know that you are dedicated to your food future and have what it takes to grow the edible yard of your dreams. I want to encourage you to stick with it and keep learning and connecting with Urban Farm U's global community of growers. Everything we do takes the support of our team, myself, Janice, Taylor, Teresa, Raymond, Renee, and all that takes money flowing in. Some of you already support us, and for that, we are deeply grateful. And before I share one of my Urban Farm stories, I would like to ask for your support. It actually costs quite a lot to be able to share all this free urban farming information. I love doing it, don't get me wrong. And the only way I am able to keep it going is thanks to your generous donations. If you have learned anything new or useful in our offerings, I humbly ask you for your support by making an ongoing or a one-time contribution at urbanfarm.org forward slash support us. By doing so, you can ensure that we can continue to bring you all of this great urban farming content. Or you can check out one of our courses and invest in your own food future by enrolling in one of our comprehensive online crash courses on topics that include Jumpstart Your Urban Farm, Growing Food the Basics, Aquaponics, Backyard Livestock, Permaculture City with the late, great Toby Hemingway, or even Seed School Online. You can check out all of our courses at urbanfarmu.com. Thanks for listening, and now I'd like to share an article that I wrote about a decade ago about my yard. 
This morning, I was up at dawn, went out and fed the chickens, planted a garden bed, and harvested fresh organic caracar navels all before breakfast. This is my fun before work, my meditation before the day starts, my connection to Mother Earth. The garden is my respite from a day of city noise and crazy traffic. The results, there is something to eat every month of the year at the urban farm. On any given day, there is an abundance of food that can be foraged. From the hottest to the coldest months, there is a plethora of edibles that can be grown. I call this my year-round farming calendar, where some months are sparser than others, but most produce a bounty greater than I can consume. Knowing what to plant when is the key. Because we live in the desert, we can grow mostly all year round, with the exception of the hottest months of July and August, which are pretty sparse. So the ritual of planting fall crops begins in August here at the Urban Farm with the slow, thoughtful process of garden bed preparation. As I make my way through cleaning up, I work around the crops that were planted in April. This includes cucumber, squash, eggplant, okra, melons, hot peppers, tomatoes, and yams, many of which will produce until they freeze in November. A sense of satisfaction arrives once the garden beds have been prepped, composted, fertilized, and the fun of planting begins. Within a few weeks, the rewards arrive. The crops planted in the fall last the longest, with many that are sown in September still being harvested into next summer. There are a few heat-hardy crops that can be planted in August, including kale, chard, beets, and carrots, but most we will want to save for cooler weather. It is also a good time for nasturtiums. As an added bonus, the entire plant is edible, adding a peppery punch to your salads, whether you're eating the flowers, the leaves, or the seeds. As temperatures cool, September and October arrive, contemplation of a more grand scale planting shifts to cool weather crops. Here in the desert, the fall plantings represent the largest. Root crops like radishes and parsnips, carrots, beets, brassicas like cabbage and Brussels sprouts, leafy greens like spinach and broccoli rob will all flourish through the winter. We also plant snow and snap peas now. They grow very nicely through the cold season, giving them a head start in the spring. As the new year arrives and nature reawakens, a fresh perspective shines in the garden. It is time to replant many of your fall crops, plus plant beans, potatoes, artichokes, and if you're really ambitious, start tomatoes and peppers indoor from seeds. Ideally, tomatoes and peppers should be planted later as they are frost sensitive, but if you're diligent about covering them, they can go in by February 1st. To extend your growing season, look for a warmer area in your yard next to a block wall or concrete patio and plant your tomatoes and peppers there. The heat holding capabilities of the block wall will help your plants in the winter, but where in the summer they get pretty hot. Herbs hold a sacred place in our gardens and kitchens as they add so much spirit to our foods. Sage, oregano, rosemary, thyme, curry, basil, and mint are all easy to grow and do very well in our climate. In fact, I've said for years, the easiest thing to grow and the most expensive thing to buy in the store are herbs. So maybe start there? One legendary oregano plant at the urban farm requires a hedge trimmer so as to not take over the front porch. Plant basil in a warmer area as it will have a tendency to freeze in December and January. Also make sure to plant mint in pots as once it's established it can be quite invasive. Life offers us challenges 
Some people use meditation for solace. I find mine digging in the dirt on a little piece of land in north central Phoenix. People often comment that I must be a great gardener, not, however, without a lot of practice. I've said many times that I promise you I have killed more plants than you ever will. Be persistent, and if something does not grow in one part of your yard, try planting it in another. I'm quite sure that it will be worth your effort. The way that I discover new delicacies for my yard is to plant and let nature take its course. Thank you for listening today. I deeply appreciate it. And I'd just like to do one more shout out. If you'd like to support us in some way by making a contribution, urbanfarm.org forward slash support us. Or if you'd like to take one of our awesome online courses, check out urbanfarmu.com. Thanks for listening today and we'll catch you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.